Anytime you want to start. Thank you. All right. Uh, so uh, on the class Moodle page, one is the reminder that your Bible passage assignments are up here. Okay. So make sure you get them. Uh, you get your assignment. You see what your passage is. This is going to be the focus of homework one, homework two, and homework three. Okay. Uh, and your word study. Your word study will come out of that too. Uh, so make sure you've got that, all right? Then under um, on Moodle, so you, a couple of places. One is down here on the break. The topical study where you load up the assignment is down here. So you'll click on that link. You'll upload your assignment when you're finished with it, and it can be in Word format or a PDF. Because if you want to uh, print it off and write, and you've, you're better with writing it, that's fine this time. Or if you do it in a, in a, in a Word, uh, Microsoft Word, then you can just save it and upload it here. And then your deadline, I believe, is February 1st. Then here, I've got the, the PowerPoints for the topical study, which is just the, I'm going to walk you through what a topical study is. Uh, this uh, link here, topical study form, you go to that link, and that's, the, that's going to be what you, what you need to, to fill out, okay? So you just put your name up here, the topic that you're going to go through, that you're going to discuss or start into, okay? And then walk through a couple of pages of, of, uh, of the question. So just kind of walk through that form is what you're going to do. So I'm going to tell you about topical study. I'm going to walk you through the form. I'm going to walk you through an example, and then I've given you some ideas over here of possible topics. Now, you don't have to stick to this, but uh, these are topics that are so broad, you're going to get started fairly easy in any of them, and that's the goal. Okay? So, all right, so, uh, so the PowerPoint's here, topical study, and we'll walk through that one, and then there's a PowerPoint for an example study that I've done or got started on. Uh, and then there's the topical study form that's a link to a Google Doc that you can download uh, and then utilize and fill out and then you upload it over here. Here's the thing with the topical study is this is the form that I want you to start with. The important thing about this particular thing, I'm just doing a check-in. I'm not, I'm not here to find heresy. If you create heresy, you're on your own. Um, and uh, so it's up to you. Uh, but but uh, what I'm doing is a check-in because I just want you to find a different way of approaching Scripture, just a different way to get things done. And, uh, and so uh, if, you know, it's just to see, did you walk through this thoroughly enough to get... So um, in the form, I, I've tried to keep it loose enough that I really want you to develop a way that you're going to be able to keep track and to make notes in a way that is beneficial to you. So, for instance, it's it's building a topic and different sub, you know, all these things. You don't need to do a formal outline. Some people can do and, and really like to do formal outlines, and that's fine. Do a formal outline. Other people, it just doesn't work. Okay, you know, Roman numeral A, Roman numeral 1, and then A, B, C, and then Roman numeral 2, A, B, C. I can't do that, okay? Uh, some of you, may, it may be it more visual and diagramming it or mind mapping it or something like that where you draw pictures and you make connections and draw arrows and stuff like that. If that's how you remember things, do it. 
That's okay, all right? Think of it this way. When you get to the end of this, uh, this exercise, and you're only scratching the surface of the topic, whatever topic you decide, okay? You're only going to scratch the surface. But when you do that, think of it this way. You want to pick a topic, and you get to pick your topic, okay? But when you pick a topic, think of it as along the way, you've got some things done, and then you and I are going to sit down and talk about it. And so, for instance, one of the topics there is healing. And I'm just going to ask you, hey, what have you learned about healing? To this point, what have you learned about healing? And I want you to have that in a way that you can just reference it and, and draw from it and tell me. Does that make sense? I just want you to do it in a way that you can continue in a study on your own. That's the most important thing. I have some basic parameters to it, but that's the most important thing. All right. So... On the topical study, um, I'm just going to walk through what it is, and uh, and then um, and then give you the basic the basic outline for all of this, just the, the whys and then the, the basic structures. Okay, with a topical study on, uh, on the slide, this is definition. You're selecting a biblical subject and tracing it through a single book or the entire Bible in order to to discover what God says about the. Um, and then there are some examples here that are really old school because I just, I just keep forgetting to update that, you know, so this is my last class teaching it. So there it is. Okay. These are the, this is what we did when we didn't have Google. Okay. So, or uh, good online. Uh, so, but this is, and this is why this is something you can do wherever you are on your break. It's just simply finding a good cross-referencing tool, which could be the Bible that you have, if it's a good one, or uh, accessing one online. Uh, and I'm going to show you, again, a really good one to access a lot of cross-references. This is exhaustive. You want to try to be exhaustive. Uh, so you want to cover as much, learn as much as you possibly can about a particular topic. And, and again, it could be broad enough and deep enough that there's, you know, you could cover a particular thing in a single book, uh, like for instance, take Psalms and just cover the topic of worship, just right. And, uh, and so something like that, you, you, and you can narrow it there that way. But you want to find something that is why, because sometimes we come up with topics without thinking of a particular verse and we're just thinking of topics contemporary to us. So, for example, if you really want to know what the Bible says about transgender bathrooms, think I hate to disappoint, but you stop there, okay? And and we, we you see what I'm saying? We tend to think of topics that are just contemporary to us, and we need to. Uh, this isn't that, okay? This is what does the Bible say about particular things, drawing from Scripture. So now you take it a little broader. What does the scripture say about sexuality? Now you got work. Does that make sense? Nay, still waking up. So, all right. So this is, you're wanting a biblical subject and you're wanting to trace it through. Okay. There, the advantages to this are it, it can help you with uh, going across scripture. Uh, it's also a tool that you can engage, uh, you can engage for large amounts of time or small amounts. It's something that if you get one that's deep enough, it's ongoing. Okay? There are several that I have 
that I've done for years. Okay, because I just I can. There are times where I just am consumed by it, and I'll spend a lot of time on it. And then the Lord will take me a different direction. I'll put it away, and then and then from time to time I'll see something else as I'm studying. Going, oh no, that has to do with that topic that I've been looking at, and I'll pick that up and put it in there, and then I'll I'll work on it later. Okay, it's a this was a great tool in biblical studies to have something to carry along with you where you can have large amounts of times or small amounts of time. And, and so another tool for your toolbox. This is all about you want to get a biblical subject and find out as much as you can. Is, uh, there, and then the next slide talks about the importance. But also let me talk about some of the, uh, some of the things that I mean by exhaustive that's different than some of the times where we hear the word topic. A lot of times in churches... Uh, in whether it's in youth groups or in um, main adult worship services, uh, pastors will tackle something in their preaching by topic. They'll have a series. Okay? They'll have a four-part or six-part series on family or giving or worship or forgiveness. Okay, and there will be this. There will be these topics that they will cover. This is not that. And the reason is, is because when, uh, when pastors are delivering a topical series, they are going to stay on, on a particular point, and they're not going to deliver to you everything there is to say about that particular topic. Okay? One, it's impossible. They'd be in it for a year, and no one would come back. Now, we should do it that way. But we're programmed differently, we demand differently, and unfortunately, churches... So they're going to skim it. And they are not <laughs> going to give you... They're going to give you the good. They're not going to give you the bad and the ugly. Okay? An exhaustive topical study is to say, I want to learn all Scripture has to say about this particular thing. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <coughs> The things I understand, the things I don't understand, the things I wish I didn't understand, okay? I wish I hadn't learned that, okay? Um, you're, you're interested in, really, what does the Scripture say? And to find places that you cannot explain easily, and you're going to have to wrestle with it. That's the biggest difference. And so when you do this type of study, you really... I need to understand, I, I don't want you to breeze through it. I do want you to get started into something that you're interested in. But when you get done with this assignment, you need to have a, a keen awareness that you're only starting, that you're not giving me all there is to know about. It. It'll take you a while. So it's, it's, it's learning all of that. So, um, for instance, uh, several that I've done, over the years, uh, healing is a big one for me. Suffering is another one. Uh, the poor is another one. Uh, and um, with these, there are things that I have learned along the way uh, uh, that uh, keep challenging me. There are things that I have. There are passages I still visit that don't offer clean-cut explanations, and I wrestle with them. Uh, and and I'll, co I'll come back to them and, uh, and, and wrestle and just, and, and over time, just keep it, and try to keep it in fresh and say, I'm still trying to figure out what that verse means. I'm still trying to figure out what God did in that particular story of healing and what did that mean, okay? 
And, uh, and so it's just, it's, you want to be exhaustive in this. There are some things that are really nice about um, choosing to do this type of study. Uh, one is, is it's a good way to study the word systematically, logically, and in an orderly manner. You can create order out of it. It's a mess when you start. Okay, you're in the kitchen and you're just kind of throwing things on the counter. You know, when you get started, you're going, huh, wonder what I can make out of this. All right, and you're just, you're just grabbing verses and you're going to study passages. But over time, you're going to get some order out of this. So it's a really good way. For me, topical study has just been extremely uh, useful to me in always keeping before me this, the, this whole subject of healing. It, and again, the, uh, healing, the poor, and suffering all started out of, all of those were out of my devotional time while I was a student. They just, all of a sudden, I'm just like, I wonder what else there is to say about this, or, you know, uh, le- learning about healing. I was, in a, I was in a Greek seminar class with healing, and I think that's what spurred it but, uh, on, because we were reading through the Greek New Testament uh, with the specific goal of reading all the passages about healing and signs and wonders in the New Testament. And that was, that was, was a 400-level uh, Greek seminar class they took with. Uh, and, um, and so the fascinating thing about that was, um, is as you study, and you, even in just the Gospels, and you study how Jesus healed, what you found out was is he, he just didn't heal one particular way, and, uh, which is really frustrating because you just, you just want A to get to B to equal C, uh, and then that cleans it up for us. And, uh, and it, Jesus isn't that way, and healing is not that way. And there are times when you pray for healing and people aren't healed. There are times where you pray for healing and people are healed. There are times where uh, the Lord will give me a particular word to say, and if he's going to do that with me, he generally does it where I'm speaking the words out before I realize what I'm saying, because if I think about it, I would never say those things, and, uh, and, and healing will flow. Uh, there are other times where I force the words out and nothing happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just what you, you ever experience that stuff. So it's just, it's just that you, you know we have frustrations with that, and it's reflected in also in that that topic of healing. So it's it's walking all the way through. So the second thing here, it helps me with perspective and balance, and that's the difference between a topical sermon series and topical study. In topical sermon series, I'm only going to give you the skim the good stuff, give it to you, okay? Topical study keeps me in perspective and balance, okay? Um, that's why I did one on the poor because when I started it, and again, I was here in school, um, it was because at that particular point in time, I'm getting challenged by what I'm reading in the Old and the New Testament. And uh, at that particular time, uh, within my denomination, and again, Assemblies of God in North Central's and Assemblies of God at school, uh, that was not our theology. And, um, and I, I'm just getting challenged by it. And then when it came to suffering again, uh, throughout the New Testament especially, come these um, really important passages where um, the, the biggest instance is uh, in Acts 14, uh, Paul is, they're going back around to the churches they planted uh, and on their way back to Antioch to give a report on their first missionary journey. And as Paul is preaching in those little churches that he's already started, his message is, through many tribulations we shall enter the kingdom of God. Let's preach that on Sunday. 
And that's what got me. That's the message he's delivering to them. Through many tribulations shall we enter the kingdom of God. And all I ever hear is, is if you just ask Jesus in your heart and you pray this prayer, boom, you're good. And uh, I'm, I, I get to thinking, what are we doing? That's, that's never Paul's message. You know, you just pray and Jesus in your heart and it's okay. You know, never consistently is this issue of suffering. So off I go. Because there is a perspective and balance that we need, okay? The other thing is, is that you can study, this is where you really want to study things that are subject of interest. Mm -hmm. At that time, um, our mentality at the time was, um, if you're poor, you're not working hard enough. Um, if you really wanted to set up programs uh, that would uh, minister directly to the poor, such as uh, soup kitchens or homeless shelters or things like that, um, go be a Methodist or an Episcopalian because they believe in the social gospel. And we, divide, we divided it up. And so that was the day I was in. Uh, and, uh, and, and still, there's a residual of that, but not nearly as much. Uh, and, and we've done some really good work in that area. Uh, but even in missions, it was that way. It was, uh, we're, our call is to evangelize and plant churches and train pastors. And, uh, and so when somebody like a Mark Montaigne, who's working with the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, comes back and says, um, you know, I want to, uh, they're not hearing me because they're hungry. Let's start a food program. And they're like, uh, we're, we're here to preach the gospel, plant churches, train pastors. And he's like, okay. And so he goes back and he starts, he's, you know, without permission, you know, uh, because it's not in our framework. Does that make, I don't know if that answered your question. Uh, and, uh, and so for me, I'm, I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, I, I'm missing, you know, either I'm missing something or I, I just, I just want to know. And so I, you know, for me, I don't mind moving out of my echo chamber. I, I really want to find out what scripture has to say. And it makes me uncomfortable. And, and as a result, I've been put in uncomfortable places all my life, uh, and found the joy. Um, but you get to study, uh, you can study subjects that interest you. And again, these are some of the ones that, uh, that, that might uh, pique your interest. If there are other ones, um, you can either run it by me and ask me, uh, and we can talk about it. And I may say it's a little too narrow. Let's try something. Uh, let's broaden it out. Um, or you can learn it on your own and go, wow, I don't have enough verses. <laughs> um, this is an opportunity to study great doctrines, salvation healing, um, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus the Savior. I just, I mean, big things, okay? This is an opportunity to do it, and topical study is a great way to do it. Um, it does, if you really get into it, it does lend itself to good and lively discussions if you find people that are open to good and lively discussions. Now, that doesn't always happen, okay? I find that out all the time, you know? But uh, for me, it does. I just like to like, I have so much fun, you know? I just want to live my life where people to the left of me think I'm a conservative and people to the right of me think I'm a liberal. Yeah, that's where I want to live, you know? I just do. It's so that I can pull the pin on the grenade and roll it into the room and watch what happens. You know, I just, you know, because it, the scripture and the kingdom of God is wide and varied and frustrating. And you find the kingdom and you go, okay, I can live with it. We're too much into our particular small way that we're doing things 
and we, and we stay with it that way. Part of it on healing, uh, again, come, we're all products of our time, okay? Healing uh, was important because there were two things that were going on at the time when I began to really look at this. One was uh, the um, prosperity gospel, okay? Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, whatever, you wanna, whatever label you want to put on it. It was, you know, you, you, you and you heard, you, you could hear some of the most damaging things from people. People in large, pastors, large churches with big ministries that would say, if you have an ailment, how can God be glorified through that? How can God be glorified through blind eyes? How could God be glorified through cerebral palsy? You need to pray for healing. And if you don't get healing, you're out of the will of God. You heard that. You heard that, Preet. The other, the other uh, part of it was, was a counterbalance to that, which was a phenomenon that was happening because there were you know, just people going, you know what, I believe in healing, but <laughs> you just don't get to claim that sucker. You know? So how does God work in healing? And it was a signs and wonders movement that came out of a guy named John Wimber, and, and, and he was part of, the, part of the group that founded the Vineyard Churches. And um, John Wimber was—he was—he was a—he was, was in the music world in L.A. Um, working with some major groups uh, out of the rock scene of the '70s, '60s, and '70s. Comes to faith as a young adult, gets discipled by these Quakers of all people, and they're reading scripture. And he's reading the Gospels, and he's like, when do we get to do the good stuff? And they're like, what do you mean the good stuff? He's like, Jesus is healing a leper here, and he's raising the dead over here, and he's healing blind eyes. When do we get to see that? And they would try to explain to him in an intelligent way how those things just don't happen anymore, and he wouldn't accept it. So he began to explore. Now, it wasn't in the extreme, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it kind of way. It was just like, what does God want to do? And he began to see some of the most phenomenal things happen in his life because he just got open to what the Spirit wanted to do. Opportunities to pray with people and healing would happen. Opportunities to speak prophetic words into people's lives and it would happen. Uh, you know, just all of these things. And so those two things are going on in my world at the time. And I'm like, okay, where, where does all of this lie? How, how does all of this work? And so it's those challenges uh, and, 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 and then you can get in, hopefully, into these discussions. It, and, and the more I get myself soaked in these things, in these particular subjects, the more I'm going to work on uh, trying to bring out a particular nuance, not to be offensive, but just to say, have we thought about it this way? Have we thought about it this particular And to try to open us up. Now, it, uh, so, Lent, Lend itself to good and lively discussions. Doesn't always get to happen, but I try, okay? I try, uh, and I have fun at it. Uh, and then also it adds variety to our lifetime study of the Bible. And that's what I want, uh, is to understand there are just going to be tools in the toolbox for us. This is a tool in the toolbox. And this is an exercise to get you a little bit started into it so that you got some familiarity with it. So that if you're in a particular type of study that you really like, and it, I hope you find those particular things, but if you get stuck in it, you can come out, the Spirit may say, hey, you remember that study you were doing on? And the Spirit say, pull that out and let's go over that again. And let's learn some more things. So this is, this is just something to try to help you with learning. There's, there's several tools you can have in the toolbox. A couple of things here. 
on 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 the suggestions uh, biblegateway.com uh, and it's got several translations i have found this one to be really good for the cross reference so i don't have it is it is a good one and i do have blue letter bible online and that's another one that's good as well um so the, the because mainly you want something that gives you good cross references that's really your your best tool to this point this particular study uh, and um, and so it could be a good cross-reference Bible. Now, there's there's one that I favor um, just because it's just been so incredibly useful. NIV, if it's a Zondervan published Bible, um, there and it has cross-reference cross references. Their cross-referencing system is really good. It's not exhaustive, but it is really good. Um, I mean, you can really get after it with, with theirs. So if you have a cross-reference Bible that has uh, NIV and is Zondervan published, uh, you've got probably a good cross-referencing system. Digitally, I use Olive Tree Bible on my, on my devices, and um, so the NIV on that one has uh, little letters, you know, after particular phrases or things, and those are cross-references, and that's a good one as well. Uh, if you have all of, if you use Olive Tree on your app, um, like U Version Bible, I'm not sure what they. Ha I know they have all those translations, but I don't know if they have cross referencing at all on those or not. So, but Crosswalk, uh, excuse me, BibleGateway.com, BibleGateway.com is a is a good one. Uh, and Exhaustive Concordance, um, that's a that's an old one. Uh, so, but you would just get good cross referencing is your thing, uh, and then. What you really want to do is, is just learn to be systematic, be thorough, and be exact. You want to stay at it, and you just want to keep working it, right? And then you really do want to be thorough, that when you hit things that you don't like or you don't understand, note it. Maybe you need to set it aside for a time, but doggone it, get back to it. Two passages that do it for me. Subject of healing, John 5 and John 9. John is always going to mess me up. But... Uh, I mean, revelation's enough, but you know, uh, in John 5, there's the healing of the lame man at the, the pool of Bethesda. Uh, Jesus walks in, and the pool of Bethesda has this um, mysticism about it, that uh, this is a place that when the, the angel comes and stirs the waters, the first one into the, the pool gets healed. So there's this mysticism about it. Uh, so a lot of sick people, okay? Jesus walks in, heals the lame man, the man that's lame, and this guy's not, you know, he's a griper, you know? I mean, do you want to get healed? Well, no one's here to carry me, and I can't get in the pool. And he's gripe, 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 and Jesus heals him, and then he walks out. Now, the thing about that is, is Jesus walked past a bunch of sick people, heals one guy, and walks out past a bunch of sick people. That may be okay in your world, but that just kind of, just like, what? You know? And the guy you healed is griping about it. You know? What's that? You know? And the other one's John 9, and that's the, the man who's born blind. They, they see the man who was blind from birth, and the disciples ask, because that's the theology of their day, who sinned? Who sinned? This man has a physical ailment, so sin is involved. That's the worldview that they have. We haven't come very far since then, because we still have people preaching that. But um, 
but it's who sinned. And it's Jesus' answer that kind of gets in me and go, hmm. Because Jesus says neither his parents nor him, and how that happened is hard to know, but because he was born that way. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not his parents, it's not him. It's this, so that I would be glorified in this hour. I would be glorified in this hour. Now, I don't know how you read that, but there's a little bit of a sense of manipulation going on in my mind. God makes this guy born blind so that decades later, Jesus walks by and heals him. You may be okay with that. just kind of rattles in my head, okay? Uh, you know, it's just that, you know, and, and you get to Acts 3, where there's the lame man by the gate, and Peter and John, and Peter, Peter's great words, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I given to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, uh, rise up and walk, okay? And he heals him. Jesus walked past that guy. There are things that, now again, they may not bother you, but those are things I think about. Because part of it is, is the understanding of somehow there is this understanding that Jesus, he, and John in particular, because Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing. So how does Jesus? And, and it's, just, it's just those things. So it's, I, I want to be thorough. I don't want to skip John 5 and John 9 because I, I can't figure it out. Okay, I don't want to get mad in Acts 3 and not do anything with that. So be thorough. Be exact. There are times where you're looking for particular things and the word that might be there, such as poor, might mean more of a spiritual thing than a physical thing. And if I'm doing a thing on physical poverty, the spiritual poverty may not be as important and I want to be exact. So you just want to have a precision there that kind of ferrets out what, what doesn't belong. Okay. Um, and then uh, these, are, uh, these are the steps. Now, uh, instead of just walking you through this because of time, I'm going to walk you through an example, okay? But there, but there are some steps here uh, to, to walk through. So on the, um, on the uh, topical study example slides, um, I'm going to walk through it. Best place, a particular verse. And, um, and the reason I say that is, is that can give you a launching point when you're using a cross-reference system. If you just say, I want to study healing, that's okay. But, uh, it, but you really, over, over this time, you've got to be able to identify where are those verses, okay? And if you just use the word healing, uh, that'll get you started, okay? But, you could, but you're going to have to think of variations. Heal, um, you're going to have to think of ailments, blind, lame, dead, you know, those kinds of things, all right? And find a verse, okay? When you find a verse in a cross-referencing system, then you can start to get launched in it. So that's why I recommend, you may have a topic, but find a starter verse that can help you get going in your cross-references. So for me, the example I'm going to give you on the topical study example is a study I started not long ago, a couple years uh, uh, on the fear of the Lord. Oh, I didn't even put it up here, sorry. Fear of the Lord. And, um, and so uh, one of the better places to start with that is in Proverbs. And so on Bible Gateway, I go to Proverbs 1-7, and then in this, over here in this menu, I want to make sure I'm on NIV, okay? Um, and so that drop-down menu will give you, I mean, just, <laughs> just a bunch of English translations, okay? I want to use NIV because it's the, it's the better one for, um, for finding cross-references, okay? Then this little wheel up here, uh, you know, so you got Proverbs 1-7, and 
in, uh, the translation you're in, NIV, and across that bar are those little icons. One's the little printer thing, and this little, the, you got the speaker because it could read it for you in some translations on Bible Gateway. Uh, but this little tool wheel uh, right there, that little cog, you want to make sure on that drop-down menu uh, that you have checked in cross-references. Check that, and then you'll see them. So what I've done is, is I've checked cross-references on Proverbs 1-7, okay? And uh, because I have just the verse, I can see the references readily. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of the Lord, that's the phrase I'm looking for. So there's the letter A. I go down here to A and look at all those verses. Now, when you're doing a topic, you note this, and it's, it's on the worksheet, but note this. You have to have at least minimum 15 verses that you deal with. 15. Now, I really want you to stretch yourself and see how many you can just find. Now, you don't have to do all of them for the assignment. You have to work with at least 15 legitimate ones that do deal with your topic. But see how many you can come up with. This is why I like this system. Because A, you got Proverbs 1-7, and then you see Exodus 20-20, Job 23-15, Psalm 34, 4-22, lots of references in there. Um, Psalm 112-1, Proverbs 9-10, Proverbs 15-33. Uh, Proverbs deals with the fear of the Lord quite a bit. Uh, Isaiah 33.6, Isaiah 50.10, Isaiah 59.19. So what I'm going to do is, is I, this is my starter verse. I'm going to start with that, and then I'm going to list all these references. I'm just going to list them. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to pay attention to these particular things, and I, I'm sorry it's so hard to see. Let me see if I can blow it up. And when you get to, if you see Exodus 20.20 here, S in front of it, says in this cross-referencing system, when I go to Exodus 20.20, that verse is going to be a starter verse for a whole nother set of references. Some, it, it might include Proverbs 1.7 and maybe a couple of these, but it's going to give me a whole nother list, Okay. So that's why I like this system, okay? Because if I see these S's pop up, I'm like, oh, this is gold, okay? So I'm going to go to Exodus 20.20. I'm going to find a whole other list. Job 23.15 has an S in front of it too. So I'm gonna go, when I go there, it's going to have a whole other list. You see what I'm saying? So I can pop easily 30 references off of and not look at any verse uh, and, and then I want to start going through them at some point. Now, for me, I'm not going to try to find all the verses and then start going through. I'm going to, for me, I got to stay at it. So I grab about 30 and then I start to work on them and then keep adding as I go. Exodus 20:20 has an S. Job 23:15 has an S. Psalm 112:1 has an S. So I've got three more veins can, I can dig into. The other thing is, is when I get to all these other verses, they may lead me to other verses that will be starter verses as well. They'll give me another chain of reference. So this is the easiest tool to utilize to find what at least the numbers that you need to start the work. Does that make sense? So I want to walk you through just the example real quick. And again, this is, this is, on, uh, this is on Moodle, okay? Uh, just some of the things that you have. So I start with the base verse, and that's going to be on your form. What verse are you going to start with? Where are you going to work from? Print it out. Uh, and so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and knowledge. 
Then I also want to try to think of other words and phrases. Now, sometimes I'm not going to, th- I can't think of too many. I, I, I'm just not creative. As I go along in my cross-references, uh, I may find a phrase that I go, oh, yeah, that too. And then I'll just, I'll stick it in there, okay? Because I want to come back to this list from time to time and go, what, what am I missing here, Okay. So if I have fear of the Lord, there's also opposites. No fear. Did not fear God. Very important. I'm finding out. Okay. There's a, there's, there's a list of things about fearing God. A lot of benefits. There's also this list of not fearing God, and those aren't so beneficial. Okay. <laughs> not good stuff. All right. Uh, and then other words, because in translation... Especially modern translations, again, translation has to involve interpretation. And if you're on a translation team and you get to the point where you go, you know what, culturally, we don't really understand fear very well, or it has kind of morphed into this, and that's not what we mean, and that's not what this Hebrew word means, not what that Greek word means. So we may not see in a particular translation a lot of phrases that say the fear of the Lord. We may say reverence or awe. So I want to keep those in mind as I'm looking. Now, that popped up this week on some passages that I was walking through. I read, I usually use NIV. I was reading another translation just to keep it fresh. All of a sudden, in the New Testament, and this is the thing that I've struggled with so far on this study, not a lot of the phrase fear of the Lord in the New Testament. So it's raised a question for me, okay? But I was reading in another translation, and um, oh, it just skips me where it was. But it had the phrase in the other translation, fear of the Lord. Looked it up in the NIV, reverence. Now I've got that verse on my list, okay? I'm like, ah, there it is right there, okay? I had skipped over reverence, but when I saw fear of the Lord in the other translation, I'm like, oh yeah, i got to remember that, okay? So you want to think of as many words that are synonyms and antonyms to try to do as much as you can, get as thorough as you can. When I began on the poor, okay, the word poor is very limited. But in the biblical world, there are other things that are referenced that equate to that because they are what I would label the margins of society. The margins of society in that world were the widows and the orphans. And those were the ones that needed to be taken care of. And so I began, then I broadened my search, not just the poor, but widows and orphans. And then in some cases, oppressed. In some cases, alien or foreigner. So I let that search broaden my vocabulary. Does that make sense? You let the search broaden your vocabulary. If you get stuck on one word, you may do yourself a disservice. So you want to think about words and phrases. And then if you can't think of it very many, that's fine. But be open that when you find other verses and they trigger, you go, oh, there's that phrase too. Put it down. Okay, because if you get stuck, you can come back to it. All right, so you've got that, uh, other words and phrases. Then you want to list. Just start listing. So on the fear of the Lord, out of Proverbs 1-7, I begin my list. Uh, And uh, as I do, I think I took it across this way is what I did. 
um, I just start listing, and uh, and then um, I list all of those. Then the next one on the list was Exodus 2020. So I go to Exodus 2020. I read it. Now I read it, and I go, okay, yep, it has something to, to say relevant to the topic I'm looking at. Fear the Lord. And uh, so I look at that phrase, those references, and I list them. Okay. And uh, it wouldn't have taken me, I just can't remember off the top of my head, but it wouldn't have taken me very long on this, uh, down this list to get this number. Because fear of the Lord is kind of a big deal, <laughs> you know. Uh, just, you know. And, and again, you, you want that. You want to find something that gives you a good yield like that so you've got something to work with. All right. Does that make sense? So just list, list, list. Okay. Now, there was a certain point in time where I hadn't really figured out if all of these are relevant or not. And that's not up to you. At this point, you just want to list. you got to have something to start with. So, so that's, that's what you're working on. Uh, and then you begin to make, what you want to start to do is find a way to make notes on all of them. So you're going through and you go, does this belong? Yes, it does. So what does it say about the fear of the Lord? Now, I, I, want to, I don't want to be... So in depth, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I get bogged down, okay? But I, I want to, in trying to stay brief, I want to write keywords and phrases so that when I get farther down that list, I go, oh, that's like that verse, okay? And then I begin to group them, okay? Because I want to find groupings of particular aspects of fear of the Lord. So I begin to go through and just, and begin to, sometimes for me, the best thing I can do is just ask questions. And, and again, this is my method. This does not need to be your method. What will help you remember what's in that verse? Okay? For me, it's I ask a bunch of questions. Where knowledge begins is with the fear of the Lord. Of course, then I got another question. What's knowledge? Okay. And that's another word study, and I'm not going to take time on that. What is the fear of the Lord? How do I legitimately communicate this concept? This is my concern. What is the biblical view of the fear of the Lord? Because I'm I don't like the way that we approach it in our modern context. We tend to say, I don't like fear of the Lord. I think of an abusive father. And so I'm not going to pay attention to the words fear of the Lord. Okay? Stop that. Okay? So how can I communicate it better so that I get past the cultural constraints we've put on ourselves and get to what's going on in this text? So how do I move away from our, our 21st century weak concepts? Then I go on, Exodus 20, 20, I make a note there. The Lord had given the Ten Commandments in the mountain where Moses, uh, where Moses was, and it began to rumble. The people feared, and Moses' admonition was not to fear the mountain, but learn to fear God. God came to test them and make sure they feared God so that sin wouldn't have control over them. The fear of the Lord would actually keep them from sinning. Uh, Psalm 34, 4 through 22, and there are all those phrases there. Um, one of the things that stood out, a couple things, those who fear the Lord like nothing, and then this understanding of that you see in this particular uh, section of Psalm 34, the fear of the Lord is taught. The fear of the Lord is taught. Just experience. Uh, Psalm 12, 1, blessings to those who fear the Lord, those who find great delight in his commands. And, and again, think about this. Two words we just don't like in our current context, fear and command. Yet, in those two words, we find security in the Lord. The stability of life and the abundance of life comes from fearing the Lord and keeping His. Uh, Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 
and I want to make a note. Do word studies on knowledge and understanding. Because this, this doesn't need to be just a topical study. It can help me on other study. Okay? So I make notes on other studies I want to do. Okay? So that from time to time, if I get stuck on something, I'm going, oh yeah, let's do that. All I want to do is have more tools in my toolbox so that I don't get a place where I go, I'm just so dry, I'm getting nothing out of scripture. You know, I've got tools here. Does this make sense? Keep finding things to keep yourself stretched. So uh, Proverbs 15.33, wisdom instructs us in the fear of the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 33.6, salvation, wisdom, and knowledge are treasures for the people of God. Um, sorry, i got to keep going. We're done at 9.15, right? Sorry. Uh, let's say Isaiah 50.10, and then some other ones there, as you can see. And again, these are on the PowerPoint. And then uh, you, on your section, you want to begin to come to, in your paper. Uh, it's to get some outline and thought. And again, I'm not good with Roman numeral 1, ABC, Roman numeral 2. I'm just not good at that. So I just kind of jot it down and go with it. Uh, there are these phrases where I see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of things. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. And then I list the verses, okay? Where did I find them, all right? Uh, God's actions toward Israel in their beginnings as a nation was to teach them to fear him. I list those references there. The fear of the Lord and obedience go together. And I list those verses Blessing is with those who fear the Lord, and I list those verses. You can teach the fear of the Lord, and I list those verses. And then I just want to get some notes down because I really want to keep this going. So the, some of these notes, I need to dig deeper. I don't want to just understand the concept of the fear of the Lord. I can water it down with reverence. I need to grasp the meaning. Curiosity early on because I'm wondering how New Testament used the phrase. I haven't run into, at this point, I hadn't run into New Testament. Will I find the phrase, fear of the Lord, in the New Testament? If not, why not? Is there another phrase? Fear of the Lord, like every other aspect of the kingdom, is taught. Question, why didn't Israel catch on with this understanding? Uh, the fear of the Lord brings blessings and protection. There is abundance when we will learn the fear of the Lord. Okay, and again, these are just basic notes. And that's and honestly, if that if that's how far you get, and you start with that without copying my stuff and putting it into your notes, because I'm going to know that. Um, all right. So it, does this make sense? Any questions? You can if you find something out of that passage. And so I was walking through those passages, and so some of these I, I jotted down out of that, just thinking of those passages. So sovereignty or blessing or salvation or Messiah or racism, because you're dealing with racism in uh, Matthew 15. Uh, equality, because you're dealing with a woman in Matthew 15. Uh, worship, sacrifice, those are big idea topics I came out of just looking at those. So you can, because that would be a really good way to start engaging your passage. Any other questions? No. It, it's just notes and how, how you want to. It's just making sure you're walking through this form and, and sort of filling it out. But I want you to fill it out in a way that makes sense. You know, I'm just going to check. Did you really engage with this? Did you have a phrase you started with? Do I have more than 15 verses that you've listed? Have you interacted with 15? Uh, you know, those are the things I'm looking at. I don't want you to get, I don't want you to get bogged down. If you wanted to do a word study and you could do it quickly enough, to help you and still get the assignment done, 
Absolutely. I mean, if, there's just no doubt on something like this. I'm going to do a word study on fear, and I'm going to do a word study on knowledge and wisdom because I wrote that down, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm going to do word studies. Um, don't let it bog you down at this point. Um, this is very basic, and there can't, but, but you are absolutely right. There are times where we really do want to get past that English word because a word like fear um, has a connotation that we might not like. So it's like, okay, what do I need to work on? That's, my, that's always my thing. What do I need to work on? Okay, how can I approach this to understand what it's saying biblically? And a word study can help us with that. Um, and then, but we're going to have a whole assignment on word studies too. Any other questions that you have? I, okay, again, the form uh, is, is there for you to fill out. Then you upload it to the, to the place on Moodle, all right? So again, your topic other words and phrases to look up, your base Bible verse that you're going to work up, work off of. Here, list at least 15 other verses and passages that relate to the main topic. Walk through and give a brief summary of each of the legitimate verses and passages as it relates. And I want to see at least 15 there. At least 15. All right? So you're going to have to give it some time. Uh, and then you want to begin to group them together, okay? So for instance, on healing, you might uh, have subgroups that you begin to see it, types of healing, healing that Jesus did, healing that Paul did, those kinds of things. Um, you, you might start to see a grouping there. So you wanna work on that. And then this far in your study, what have you learned? Is there anything new, surprising, or additional about this topic? Does that make sense? Again, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get exa exhausted. You're gonna only scratch the surface, okay? But I want to help you find a way, I hope, to give you another tool for your toolbox so that when you engage in Scripture through life, this is a tool that you can pull out from time to time. And it may just be one where you go, wow, I really like it. Okay? And it may be one you go, eh, not so much. And that's okay. But you do get graded on it, so make sure you get it done whether you like it or not. <laughs> okay? So February 1st it needs to be uploaded. I don't take late assignments. Make sure you're around, you know, the interwebs and uh, have the Google ready and all that good stuff, all right? Any other questions? All right, we will not have class on Thursday, all right? So have a good break and go football team. <laughs>